everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Boring Startup Podcast. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, we're talking about bootstrapping. For those that aren't familiar with the term bootstrapping, all I mean by that is when starting a company, there's a couple of ways you can fund your venture. Many times people seek outside investment or venture funding. When you bootstrap a company, it means that you're just starting it up with the means that you have. In my case, I've been paying for everything out of my own bank account. I I set up a business bank account for the company, but that money to start that business bank account came out of my personal checking account. And I've been using just the resources that I have at my disposal to start my company. So that that is what I mean by bootstrapping. And on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the things I've done, some of the decisions I've made because I've been bootstrapping the company and some of the, I guess, pros and cons that I've experienced having done that. Now, full disclosure, I have I don't have anything to compare this to. I've never had a company that's received outside funding, so I can't say that one way is better than the other. I'm just gonna talk about it from the perspective that I know and that I've experienced having started my current company. And so uh, just like I said, I wanna give a few examples of decisions I've made because of bootstrapping. One I mentioned in the last episode with the 1099s, which was not getting an accountant. When you're bootstrapping and the money's coming out of your pocket, you look to save money where you can. And as I found out with the accounting thing, there's a fine line sometimes where saving money maybe takes up way more time and effort, whereas if you had just paid for some service uh, in the first place, you actually could have saved more money. And uh, just quick follow-up from yesterday's episode, uh, after all of that trouble that I went through with the 1099s, I found that you can actually just file them online. There's lots of services that will charge you a fee. Intuit was one of them. I paid $15 and filed it electronically, and it was done. I started reading the instructions with the 1099s, and handwritten, while accepted by the IRS, is apparently frowned upon, and they really scare you with that in the instructions. So I kind of panicked, but then I found 15 bucks. I, I got my 1099 issue all resolved uh, yesterday, so we're all we're all set with that now. And I I didn't want to re-record that episode, so that's just a little follow-up to yesterday's episode. Uh, but that's an example the the no accountant. Uh, Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for a lot of things versus uh, going to maybe a professional design or other outfit where you're going to pay a lot more money. You'll get a better product, I think, and Fiverr is a tough one. Sometimes you get mixed results. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes you really struggle with language barriers and things like that. But uh, Fiverr is something that I've leaned on quite a bit because, again, the money is coming out of my own pocket. Uh, let's talk about test equipment. So I'm having to test the setup of the puck across different platforms. I want to make sure it works uh, on Mac, Linux, Windows, on different phones and things, but I don't have all of those different platforms. I have a couple, I have a, a MacBook and an iPhone, and so I tested it on Apple, but then I don't want to send a product out and have a, a Windows customer call me and say, well, it doesn't work, and I say, well, it works on a Mac, go buy a Mac. You know, that's that's not an option to do, and so I realized I need to test this on other platforms. So I think if I had VC funding and, you know, a an infinite bank account, I would just go out and buy, you know, a test lab things for all the devices and, you know, have all these different things that I could test on, but I can't afford that as a bootstrap company. So what I did was I went on the local Craigslist and found a a used laptop that had good enough specs. 
I dual boot it with Linux and Windows so I can test both of those platforms. And then I also bought a phone off of Craigslist. It's got a crack across the screen, but otherwise it works perfectly. It's a Samsung S8. And so instead of paying four, five, six hundred dollars or seven, eight hundred dollars for some of the newer phones, uh, I paid 150 bucks for the cracked Samsung S8. Works perfectly fine and is, does everything I need for the testing that I do. And the laptop cost me 250 bucks. And so for, for just that little bit of money, I have a pretty comprehensive testing environment for all of the different platforms uh, that I would want to support with the puck. And so again, instead of going out and buying all brand new equipment with my fat VC funded bank account, because I'm bootstrapping, I find ways to save a little bit of money. <clears throat> and so uh, those are just some of the examples, again, as I've gone through that uh, bootstrapping versus heavy funding, the type of decisions that you make. Um, but what are some of the drawbacks to doing that? And so it seems like, oh yeah, if you can save money, why not always save money? You know, why don't all companies, startup companies work like this? And some of the, the problems that I found with bootstrapping is uh, speed. So I'm slower in making decisions and the process sometimes is slower. And so let me explain what I mean by that. When I'm sitting down and I'm trying to make a decision, whether it's you know which fiber to choose or which components to buy for some or, or which piece of test equipment, you know I need an oscilloscope to do testing. Well, what oscilloscope do I buy? If money's no option, I'm just going to buy a super nice one that's highly recommended and not think twice about it. But when the money again is coming out of my bank account, I sit down and I it, the, that decision making process is a lot longer where I'm reading reviews and seeing, do I need these extra features that I get for this price? And where do I, where do I draw that line? And so the, the decision making process is slower, at least for me, uh, when I'm thinking about spending my own money. And then the process many times is slower, uh, where as you could pay for expedited service, things on like the injection molding and some of the components and turnarounds, if you pay more money, you can get those things much faster in my case, I decided, well, I'm just going to trade that little bit of extra time for the money that I save. And so speed is definitely a, a drawback, the slowness of, of decisions and process when you're bootstrapping. At least that's what I've experienced. And then stress. Every decision, I'm worried about making the wrong decision because it's impacting my personal wallet. A great example of this was when I was trying to decide whether to outsource some of the uh, printed circuit board and assembly stuff to China or do it locally for a little bit more. I went through this process of trying to do it locally, stateside, local to my area where I live, and it was a disaster. I, I ended up spending close to $3,000, $3,500 on a mistake where it just didn't work out. The local fab and assembly houses were not very good quality. I had a terrible... Um, board rate where two of the 10 test boards that they built for me just didn't work at all. And so that was, that hurt. But it, it, the, the stress that, that creates of, oh, I just wasted that much money. If I had a, a bank account with 5 million VC dollars in it, I would have just, oh yeah, 3,000. So that didn't work out. Let's try something else. But when it's your money, that there's a lot of stress in that of, if I make too many wrong decisions that have a financial impact, I, I could be done. Like when I run out of money, I'm out of money. And so there's definitely some stress. So those are some of the drawbacks. What are some of the benefits that I found having uh, done this, the bootstrapping approach? Well, 
The flip side of slow decision making, I think the benefit is that you put a lot of more thought into your decisions. And so I think it's really easy if you have this wide open stocked bank account to just make decisions of, oh, if it doesn't work out, who cares? If it doesn't work out, who's care? who cares? When it's my money, I'm really thinking and being more thoughtful about every decision. Do I really need that? How much do I really need to pay for this service and, and things like that? And so I think more thought goes into the process which most of the time leads to better decisions. Uh, another benefit, I don't have a lot of waste in the business right now. I think, again, you know, it's easy to get out of hand when the money's not yours of all the things that you, quote, need for your business. And I don't have that luxury. Everything, every single purchase I make is essential to the business and has a very specific purpose. And so uh, I really like how that works. Uh, it's a little bit slower, like I said, from one of the drawbacks, but <clears throat> I like that I don't have a lot of waste in the company because I'm so thoughtful about all those monetary decisions. And so uh, to, to be, tra I'm trying to decide for the podcast how transparent to be um, and, and what to share and what not to share, but I wanna make this as real as possible so people have an understanding of what it's actually like. And so uh, to give concrete numbers to this, the the way I started the, the business was uh, I had made a, some good decisions early on in my uh, corporate career where I had really stretched myself to be able to buy some rental properties uh, with a couple of friends of mine. It ended up working out over the course of uh, six or seven years and uh, we recently sold those. I, I made you know a, a decent chunk of money, and so I had some money to start this venture. And and one thing that I could probably talk about in a different episode is the cost of doing hardware is much different than if you're running just like a, a software or software as a service business. But I took thirty thousand dollars of my own money and opened a bank account for the company. So that is my starting point, and hopefully ending point of personal money that I, I put into this. Um, uh, like I said, I, I, I like when people talk about their story, but then you're like, well, how much money are we talking about there? That's the number. $30,000 is what I started the company with and have been using up until this point to do all of the design and enclosure molds. And, and, and you, you burn through it fast with hardware. The stuff is very expensive. Like I said, I had a $3,000 mistake in there. That was 10% of the money I had available to start this company. And so uh, that's my story so far with bootstrapping a company. And uh, like I said, some of the pros and cons that I've experienced personally. Hopefully you found uh, some of that helpful, interesting. Um, but that is going to do it for today's episode. I really appreciate everybody that's listening and I hope you'll continue to tune in and join me on the journey as we uh, try and get this company off the ground.